0: on this episode of the sober squad podcast colin and i start out talking about first year out which leads into a discussion about kids stay tuned to hear colin breathing into the mic welcome
1: to the sober squad podcast Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) so for me At a year clean, I had a full-time job finally at DNR Fighting Fires. I got a driver's license. I got a car. And I had one year clean. All these major milestones at one year. And I got sad. So, like, um, I was so used to failing for so long. So once I started succeeding, and I started to actually believe around a year clean, like, hey, maybe I could do this. And so, like, I had to rearrange... My beliefs and I started having confidence around around that time. I started thinking like maybe this is an option. This isn't just day by day now. I can make goals and execute them, I guess. So I think um, around a year clean, you maybe can start thinking outside of yourself. A year clean, you, okay, I got myself... Pretty well taken care of at the moment to where I can start thinking of other problems in the community or externally. I've mastered taking care of myself or my day to day operations is without using. Now I can um stop looking down and start looking forward. Does that make sense? Do you yep. think that that's something that's around a year?
0: Yeah, that was. Um I was, uh, in prison still when I was a year clean. Mm-hmm. Um, I was... I was just, uh, getting into treatment. Uh, when I was about a year clean. But I think a year clean being out, uh, I started running into issues, too. Like, I, I was ready to give up. That was, uh... That would have been, uh... Fall of 2013, I was uh, working on um, custody of my kids, trying to maintain a job, trying to get a car. I was failing at relationships. I don't know, just kind of losing myself. I was I was still going to uh, meetings regularly, but I was really. Devoting myself to the community. So 2013, I was still working for the DNR Uh, Really not doing much else other than community work and Hitting about every Ojibwe language table that I could find The sober support groups weren't really going Going that good around here Um, So I'd head up to Brainerd quite a bit. I'd go to the upfront club Yeah, but I I was ready to give up, though. Um, The custody battle for my boys was um, wearing down on me. I was broker than heck, Um, paying child support and trying to have to take care of my place. Yeah, so about a year in, yeah, you're probably uh, trying to take care of yourself. Everything's starting to catch up to you.
1: So would you say at one year clean, um, the first— for me the first year was like let me just learn how to live without drugs. And so after a year, you've okay, I'm learning to live without drugs. Now, what are some other barriers in my life that I would other components I would like to 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 implement as far as like relationships, goals, um structure, direction of what I would like my life to go, participating in your own uh um introducing like your own like Volition or goals or ideas um, like and like kids. Would you say that that is that would you say like that was I don't know how to explain that. So like you're learning sobriety. OK, around you want you clean. OK, I'm, I think I'm getting sobriety. That just that component alone, learning to live in this environment without using. So now you've developed that now. It's like what other components now do I want to add to my life or what direction I think around a one year clean you're like, okay, I got sober now, what are some other goals is that
0: yeah that's about it because then it's some down to the grind taking care of yourself, making sure that mm-hmm. you're taken care of and um your kids if you got if you have kids you know you're Trying to reconnect with them, trying to trying to work it out, um, with add add them to the add them to the mix in whatever capacity, full time, part time, fifty fifty visitation. Um,
1: Hold on for a second. Now, there I think there is a whole component that could be added to just speaking on kids and kids alone in recovery. <laughs> like, yeah. like, so for me, okay, so everybody, you get it, you like, you get clean, you get sober, you want to get your kids back, you want to do all this, you want to do that, and kids are a fundamental part, but people don't talk about the stressors of getting your kids back. So, like, the just this past two weeks alone, I've witnessed people get their kids back and not do well after they get, after... You know, like... Because um, it's tough. Yeah. You
0: know, raising somebody else, being responsible for more than just you. And then the other part of it is, uh, do you even deserve mm. to be a good parent? Yeah. Uh, how can you be a good parent if you didn't have the role modeling? You know, sitting around in treatment, talking about being a good parent is yeah. one thing. The other one is connecting it to... Uh, role models the examples you were given growing up yeah and the the belief that do you even deserve to have such you know kids are wonderful yeah you deserve to have that in your life
1: yeah so so i've seen people um sort of learn develop a life without their kids and they haven't been had their kids let's say for years and and me personally there was there was four years of my life where I wasn't actively participating in my son's life. Now getting well around um, and implementing kids into my life is not something that I was I was not I didn't know how to handle the stressors of having to put um food on a table, implementing structure, making sure every week are they feed they're fed every day getting them up for school, doing their laundry, picking up after them, making sure they shower, brush their teeth. It's not something that I was... Some of the barriers that nobody told me about about getting clean was kids.
0: And I'm barely feeding myself. i barely <laughs> yeah. keeping my own dishes clean. I yeah. got a pile of clothes that I can't even keep up with my own. Uh, yeah, and then you add this... Uh, other person to the mix that you gotta demonstrate all this for. meanwhile, you're trying to run all over the place to keep yourself mm-hmm. occupied so you don't go yep. use again.
1: yeah, so so I think kids in recovery or even just parenting in generally in general, nobody talks about when you know so and so screaming with their big big diaper, clothes need to be done, food needs to be made. In them situations where you are just now learning to live without drugs, now you have to learn to deal with these extreme stressors. That ain't that ain't gonna go away. You know, it's not like you could just escape from the situation. You gotta you gotta stand and deliver while trying to be in sober yourself. And I don't know. I'm just kind of thinking about because like nobody told me that. To me, parenting is a lot harder day by day than trying to be sober day by day. If that, I don't know, I don't. I would, I would maybe that's going too extreme, but like parenting is a lot more difficult day in and day out um, mentally than trying to get sober. You know, like like intellectually and mentally draining for me. <laughs> <laughs> like as, as, I don't know. And it seems like, I um, and I'm gonna throw some really ugly numbers out there, and I don't know if how true they are, but I heard a rumor that there is three hundred, three hundred and four of kids in auto home placement last year, and for my tribe of forty five hundred or forty six hundred, or where it's at, that's like eight percent. And so you feel shame from your addiction now you feel shame for not being there for your kids having to crawl out of that then let's say you do get your kids back there's no way you could deal with having your kids back and your own recovery you know like does that seems like an unmet yeah
0: i've been um sober now for 10 and a half years and I still can't raise my kids by myself. <laughs> you you need help. Yeah. Yeah, you, uh, your family. Yeah. The the my kids' moms. You know they big help. You know it's not like they're helping me, but we're all helping each other yeah. trying to raise these kids. I've taken relationship class. You know I I went and got a certificate and in relationships but never did you know it's one of those things that it sounds really cool in the powerpoint (laughs) it sounds awesome in the workbook yeah practice uh well what's that practice uh uh speaking to your kids uh when you do this you make me feel like this (laughs) and you're sitting here you know you're sitting here talking it out and writing it on paper one thing it doesn't practice you can't practice saying that when you're angry
1: yeah
0: um it, it, it's one of those tough things uh, to practice saying that when you're surprised and your your brain just re- re- reverts back to you know default normally known behavior but over time looking back um when you start realizing these instances you can be a little bit more proactive and I think I think that was one of the um, biggest parts of it when, when you start adding kids in the mix and you do not want to talk to them how your parents talk. I didn't want to talk to my kids <laughs> how my parents talked to me. Yeah. Holy crap. I don't even cuss anymore. And uh, growing up, the F-bomb was the most commonly used word. Uh. And I didn't want uh, my kids to feel that way uh if they did something wrong, or if, uh'- you know that's my job to yeah. help them, help them through that. And uh, relationship class, man, I took that like two years before I even got out, so uh, I don't even know if I remembered it when it when it came to my family. But my kids, you know, I was fortunate that while I was in prison, my boy's mom brought the kids to visit and they'll bring my boys to visit and then yeah bring uh, my my daughters and so i, I was one of the well, fortunate ones and there's a statistic that the minnesota department of corrections said, did that uh, an incarcerated person if they get visits and letters or and, letters and uh, calls they're less likely to go back
1: yeah yeah i've i've seen that it, and so so what would get getting out in your in your kids like um i'm talking about from my perspective to where i had no immediate support or idol to draw from parenting skills from to where i could witness firsthand this is how you deal with kids in a a healthy way or a good way um and so for you cuz i like for me one of the things that 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 i envy about you is you and everybody that 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 um you had kids with and you seem to have like this weird little nucleus of people surrounding your kids like it's like um it's like a team effort to where you guys coordinate a lot of different things but for for me i don't have the information to draw from, or the structure, or or the support system, I guess would be the word. I don't have the support system to help deal with um, raising my nephew or my kids, and and um, the, that I could bounce um, ideas off of, or if I need help, or if I need support, I can go to this group of people. Um, and so like I'm just curious to so know what was the most significant piece for you raising getting out dealing with your own recovery and everything like that to get that was the most influential for you raising your kids what was what, what is like a key component that 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 you think would benefit me as far as like say raising my nephew storm
0: it's some um, being that person that uh, you didn't have mm. So, I was fortunate enough to have been raised. My uncle, mm. uh, he he always talked to me about stuff. He would be the one to talk to me about college. Uh, he'll be the one to talk to me about how to treat other people. Did he swear? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was all, all the time, you know. it's uh, none, none of these people were saints, you know. Yeah. But looking at... My kids, yeah, um, how I want them to be, yep, is how i gotta be, and yep. if I were to draw anything if i could you know I could only imagine so um, I help take care of uh my my kids' other siblings, right Mhm. and
1: so so it's not just your kids, it's your kids kids as brothers and sisters too,
0: yeah, yeah, there's uh they all got brothers and sisters from. Uh, other people and I was like what kind of person do I want to be do a, you know you know it's one of those tough things that you got to work through as an individual yeah um and, but then you know I try to treat everybody that way um when uh you know I I would smile and wave and see a little baby high five or yeah. a little whatever or say hi to kids because when I was younger, there was some of the older guys like, um, oh man, what's it? What what's it? Doug Sam. Yeah. When I was a kid, he would always say hi to me. Yeah. Yeah. And, you and know, it, and just, that meant hey. something. Yeah, I was yeah. just like, oh man, this old guy. Okay, hi. Yeah. Old guy, you know, I didn't I didn't know that uh, he he was a leader of our tribe and. Yeah. Uh, Secretary Treasurer I think yeah. he was at the time He formed our three branch government I didn't know that when I was a kid It was just an old guy saying hi And I was yeah. like oh yeah hi yeah, I'm acknowledged you know mm-hmm. you're, you're running around as a kid You're you're barely acknowledged and Yeah So When I'm Trying to raise My kids You know I talk to them I don't try to be that overarching authority, distant, or you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm there. I, I'm present. Yeah, and that's something that I would uh, journal about. You know, I, when I was in prison, I did a journal. Yeah, and I talk about you know everything that I did. You know, people in prison they talk about that anyway. You know, when <laughs> I get out, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that, and <laughs> yeah. I'm do this. But the difference is when you wrap your intention around it when you put your intention behind it no saying it is one thing yep. like i can say i could go to the moon right now yeah i have zero intention z- z- like no no intention at all it sounds good yeah it sounds good I go to the moon <laughs> yeah but if i say when i get out i'm going to play catch with my boys yeah if i say it with no intention uh i'm not going to do it just like i ain't going to the moon yeah but if i say it it'd be like deep down in your gut be like my boys want me to play catch with them i just had to sit here and uh get on a 15 minute phone call and talk about how my boys went and uh were trying to play catch together or something or and imagining where am i fitting into this you know i'm gonna have to talk to him about uh playing catch golf fishing uh, how to use his Anishinaabe name when he's putting tobacco out. Girls. Yeah. You know, I got, I got boys, you know, I yeah. got to talk to them about girls. And then I got girls. How am I supposed to talk to them about boys? Yeah. Cause I'm a boy and I know what goes through my head. Yeah. And and, and how you were, Yeah. And All right, I'm, God dang crazy.
1: Yeah. So. So would you say that you what helped you was you didn't just say it but you felt it. You know what I yeah, mean? It you was more feel it. it was more than it was more than just lip service. It was man, you know, I know how this feels right now and if I got out and like hey, I want to I want to just play catch with my boys and you could feel it when you said it. So would you say that is the difference or what would you say is the difference between somebody that's doing the lip service and meaning
0: it Yeah, uh, you ever um seen like an old friend ran into a grocery store oh, yeah. oh just out and about yeah. and then you'd be like oh yeah we gotta catch up sometime yeah and not even mean it <laughs>
1: yeah yeah we gotta get together yeah oh yeah mm-hmm. oh yeah
0: that'll be fun oh yeah yeah not even mean it at all people know what that feels like yeah but then when you're sitting here just you know Soul searching, really looking at your intention in life, looking, oh, uh, your purpose here. Yeah. Like um, I was, uh, you know, it was just the new year, and I was looking, I was looking back on uh, twenty nineteen. On the outside looking in, people would be like, "Oh man, you're successful. You're serving the tribe as a, an official. You volunteered this. You did yeah. that." And I ended the year, you know actually having a lot of regrets i was like i didn't take my boys out on a boat Hmm. uh i didn't uh i think i only took them golfing once or twice Mm -hmm. all that catch that i wanted to play maybe just a handful of times i barely made it to their baseball games yeah my son was the only kid this year in his grade that hit home runs over the fence (laughs) and i think i missed the first one yeah uh, and you know that's my son that's uh yeah. to him that was the biggest thing yeah. at that moment and looking back at you know me intention and wanting to be present um i'm putting that uh, more into this year hmm. putting your your intention behind it
1: yeah so so how 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 would you say you get to putting your intention behind it so it sounds like um for like oh I don't know how to explain this so for me I remember there was something that you would that you would talk to me about um was like how do you identify yourself not only am I like when I'm in this setting I would identify as an addict you know, like, hey, my name is Colin Cash, and I'm a an addict, or my name is Colin Cash, and I'm a an alcoholic. In that instance, in that environment, that's how I would identify myself. And so, for me, a lot of years, I thought that was how I had to identify myself. But now today, um, there are. <laughs> this is so. This is gonna sound so weird, but i like I, rem- I, I found myself quoting this morning that I identify myself so much more than just an addict. Like, I just went out to Michigan, celebrated my son's 12th 12th birthday. We rented a cabin out there, and we sat and watched a Vikings game together. And I had my nephew with me. And um, on Friday, I submitted a really hard project, a grant. And so on Sunday, coming back from um, Michigan... I was thinking I didn't identify myself as an addict in them situations I didn't I ident- have identified as myself as a father as 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 an uncle as a grant writer cuz that was really hard um and all these other things that I identified as or 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 that make up me but um and so how do I put my how do I how do I put my my um my intention behind what I'm saying, so like I could say that I am twenty twenty i'm going to i'm going to uh um going to be uh be a better brother for example and and I know that for me right here now I just said it, but it don't mean nothing but how could I put my intention behind it like what you know what I mean like what you were talking about when you were talking about getting out. And twenty ending twenty nineteen ending, and your son hitting home runs, and how you hit some of your milestones that you didn't achieve or something. You know, how would you put your intention behind something that you're saying? So like when you're getting out of treatment, you are prison. You said, you said I'm gonna play catch with my boy, or I'm never. Gonna, you hear a lot of times in in prison, I'm never gonna come back. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that sounds good. But how do you get the intention behind what what, what somebody's saying?
0: It's uh, one of those things where you connect your head with your heart. You know, it's almost something that's unexplainable. It's something that you think and feel at the same time. So when, you know, sitting in prison, be like, man, I ain't never coming back here again. That's just something that you think in your head, man. But if you go feel it, Man, I, I'm feeling like I'm never coming back here again, because you're always going to feel like you don't want to come back here. Yeah, but that's uh, that you know, it cuts part of the intention off because you just feel like you don't want to. Nobody wants to go back.
1: So, so would you say the biggest way to get to that would be to meditate?
0: Uh, meditate. Is a way I I would think Um, I took up meditation When I was Mm -hmm. um, In prison too I'd Toss on See it wasn't even A meditation Channel either It was some sort of Yoga channel And I'll just sit there And I'll listen And uh, You know I wasn't trying to do Any of those yoga tricks Not in prison My Uh, Sally would look at me All crazy Sitting in a sweat lodge That's a form of shinabe meditation i always thought you know to connecting the
1: brain and the heart to uh, to to put the intention align the intention with the goal or or the statement or whatever it is
0: yeah so it's you know one of those things that's really almost unexplainable how it happens but you can take physical actions so you know me saying uh i want to play catch with my boy uh Uh, getting out and recognizing the opportunity, recognizing the instance, I could have been, I could have, you know, just forgotten all about it, or I could have seen the opportunity and just said, "Man, just play with your brother, man. That's what you got a brother for." And yeah. then, what am I gonna do? Sit back and watch TV? Yeah. Um, but when when I think about you know connecting your your mind with your heart with your you know your being uh it's one of those like a sixth sixth sense deals you know when when sitting someone's sitting there talking and you know they're bsing, you you know they're bsing. you could pick up on it yeah you, you just sense it they can be saying they can be quoting uh martin luther king or that uh That uh, warrior in the arena quote from uh, Roosevelt, is it? They can be saying that perfectly. Yeah. Physically. But looking at them, if they're not emitting that energy, it's just going to be like the the sun with no heat. Yeah. You know, it's there, it's bright, but you ain't feeling it. Yeah. So maybe it's it is one of those things that maybe left better unexplained. But then, how do you achieve it? How 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 do you put intention behind it? You know, back then, I just knew. Yeah. My first time in prison, I did say, "Man, I miss." I I had a daughter at the time. I was like, "Man, I miss my daughter so much. I ain't ever coming back here." Mm. Got out. What I do, um went and left my daughter the babysitter or whoever and yeah. uh you know i i didn't um I, I didn't connect nothing All right, so Colin and i we started talking about our first year out, which then led to the discussion about kids. A discussion that needs to happen. Raising kids is tough, regardless if you're in recovery or not. So trying to pretend that just because we sober up and we are going to avoid any hardships, raising kids, that is definitely not the case. So you are not alone out there. Raising kids is tough. And I think... One of the biggest takeaways, what I hope you all take away from this discussion is that we can do this together. We are not alone out there. Our struggles are similar. I'm not going to go as far as saying that they are the same, but they're relatable. And we can help each other out regardless of what anybody else says. Just because you sober up does not mean... Struggling parenting is going to be absent. There are people out there not in recovery that are seemingly having good lives that are having problems parenting. And guess what? We are going to have them in recovery as well. So I would like to hear more from you. Please email me at Nuzhike at com. Nuzhike, N-A-Z-H-I-K-E Wenji Bimadizing Media W E N J I dash B I M A A D I Z I N G, M E D I A, dot, c o m. Wenji Media. dot com. I hope you all are getting stuff from these podcasts. That's the whole intention behind these podcasts, is Uh sharing our. Sober Squad methods and concepts and ideas, perspectives. Eventually, we'll be going around and interviewing other Sober Squad members. So, same email if you're interested. We will be having a surprise guest. I'm hoping within a couple weeks, weeks to a month. See you all soon out there. This episode of the Sober Squad podcast is brought to you by Wangy Bamatazing Media. Like us on Facebook. Check out our website, WangyBamatazingMedia.com. Wangy Media, Ojibwe knowledge at your fingertips.